Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about Katie Hill. Now, if you're not familiar with who Katie Hill is, she is a congresswoman, or should I say, former congresswoman from California, who it was recently discovered had an affair with one of her campaign staffers. Not only that, but there have also been allegations, which Hill does deny, that she was having an affair with one of her current staffers who worked for her in DC. Now, I'm not sure how familiar you folks are with congressional rules, but as it turns out, if you're a congressman, you're actually not supposed to sleep with people who work for you. Go figure. So in light of the accusations of said affair, it was announced that Representative Hill would be subject to a congressional ethics investigation. However, before the investigation could actually go through, Hill ended up resigning from office, taking the old Nixon way out, if you will. Hearing all of that, you might expect Hill to be subject to the absolute wrath of Me Too and anti-sexual harassment activists. I mean, think about it. Congresswoman Hill is a person in power and a white person, I might add, who has a history of engaging in inappropriate sexual relationships with her subordinates. If that doesn't scream hashtag Me Too, then how about the fact that she literally broke Me Too regulations? As NPR reported, Hill is, quote, the first lawmaker to trigger new Me Too era conduct rules. At the height of the Me Too era, then-Speaker Paul Ryan and then-Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi directed lawmakers to come up with a new set of rules intended to change the culture of Capitol Hill. One of the changes updated House rules to prohibit lawmakers from having sexual relations with anyone who works in their congressional office or on any committees on which they serve. You would think, you, you would honestly think that breaking rules that were literally put in place as a result of the Me Too movement would be enough to get the Me Too movement against you. But as we've seen, such is not the case for Katie Hill. Now, why is that exactly? You might be wondering to yourself. Well, not only is Katie Hill a woman, but she is also a Democrat who identifies as bisexual and who claims to be the victim of an abusive husband who leaked nude images of her. Yes, what makes this whole situation way more complicated than your standard politician's cruise intern scenario is that Katie Hill was the victim of revenge porn. Nude images of her were posted online without her consent. And like I mentioned, Hill does claim that her husband, from whom she is now separated, is abusive and not only took the photos without her permission, but also posted them without her permission. I will say, though, that nothing has been proven about what did or did not transpire between Hill and her husband. All we know for sure is that nude images of Hill with one of her former staffers were released to the public. To be frank, with the whole revenge porn angle, I initially wasn't planning on addressing the Katie Hill story at all. We've talked about revenge porn and leaked nudes on this show before when it happened to Bella Thorne, so some of you guys might already know my opinion on the issue. I obviously don't condone what Hill did with her staffer, but still, whoever leaked those photos of her not only violated her privacy, but also broke the law. When I first saw that infamous image of Hill on my timeline, naked, brushing her staffer's hair, I felt really gross. I didn't even know who Katie Hill was at the time, but I knew that by seeing the image that I was looking at, I was violating someone's privacy and I felt disgusting for it. Despite Hill's objectively bad behavior, I still felt bad for her and I didn't want to be yet another person reveling in, in her being exposed. Literally exposed. There are other ways beside nude photos to expose the wrongdoings of politicians. I just wish it had been literally any other way. Yeah, so initially I didn't want to make a video about Katie Hill because I felt bad for her. I didn't want to be another person dogpiling on her. However, as you've probably guessed, because you are watching this video, I no longer feel that way 
so much anymore. Don't get me wrong, I still absolutely feel badly about the revenge porn aspect. That's awful. I would never condone that. However, there have been statements that Hill has made as this whole thing has unfolded, which have led me to view her somewhat less sympathetically. For example, here is an excerpt of her farewell speech, which she delivered on Thursday. I am leaving now because of a double standard. I am leaving because I no longer want to be used as a bargaining chip. I'm leaving because I didn't want to be peddled by papers and blogs and websites used by shameless operatives for the dirtiest gutter politics that I've ever seen and the right-wing media to drive clicks and expand their audience by distributing intimate photos of me taken without my knowledge, let alone my consent, for the sexual entertainment of millions. I'm leaving because of a misogynistic culture that gleefully consumed my naked pictures, capitalized on my sexuality, and enabled my abusive ex to continue that abuse, this time with the entire country watching. Hmm. Huh. Like I mentioned, my condolences for the revenge porn. Absolutely horrendous. I condemn not only the person who leaked the photos, but any and all outlets that actually publish them. Okay, that is so gross, and in my opinion, a huge violation of journalistic integrity. But at the same time, I think we all need to remember, uh, Katie Hill included, that as bad as the nude photos were for her privacy, th that's not actually why she's resigning, right? I mean, she's not resigning because of misogyny. She's at least seemingly resigning to avoid an ethics investigation into an improper affair with an employee. It's, it's not really the same thing. As bad as I feel for Katie Hill, because, you know, people have seen her naked now, I do feel compelled to make this video to clear up some confusion I see forming around the situation that I see Katie Hill herself feeding into. While sharing her questionable farewell speech on Twitter, Katie Hill also wrote, quote, We will not stand down. We will not be broken. We will not be silenced. We will rise and we will make tomorrow better than today. Thank you, and I yield the balance of my time for now, but not forever. That's some great stoic survivor language she has there, and again, for the hundredth time, as bad as the naked photos were and I feel bad for her, etc, etc, let's not forget she is in essence resigning because of sexually predatory behavior toward the people who work for her. She was the victim as far as the photos were concerned, but she is in no way the victim for having to resign her job for violating congressional ethics rules. Remember when that one person came forward and alleged that Kevin Spacey had tried to molest him when he was a kid, and then Kevin Spacey was all, woohoo, look over here, I'm a gay man. I kind of feel like that's what Katie Hill is doing. Congressional ethics violation, predatory behavior, uh, -uh over here, my nudes were linked, I'm a victim, feminism, yo. And what's interesting is that as dumb of a defense as that sounds like to me, watching this whole thing unfold, it does seem to be working, with some people at least. As Shining White Knight Travis Akers writes, quote, it breaks my heart and angers me immensely that Katie Hill is currently apologizing on the House floor. An abusive husband leaked photos to Republican operatives and a rapist is the president, but yet she feels at fault. She did not fail us. We have failed women. What? 
Let me be clear here, guys. Katie Hill is not resigning because her nude photos were leaked. As awful as that is, Katie Hill is resigning because she diddled her subordinate, which is against the rules of her office. She's not resigning because she's a woman, and you do not get to play the whole righteously indignant the president is a rapist card when you're literally defending someone who is resigning from political office because of sexual impropriety, all right? That's not how that works. As Charlotte Clymer weighs in, quote, Katie Hill essentially being blackmailed into resigning because of sexual shaming and misogyny is a damning and horrific moment for the character of this country. The only thing Katie Hill is being sexually shamed for is engaging in improper relations with people over whom she holds a position of power. And in terms of misogyny, the only anti-woman belief here is the idea that women should not engage in improper relationships with people over whom they hold a position of power. Are you sensing a theme here? Here we have Michael Moore saying, Dear Speaker Pelosi, do not accept the resignation from Representative Katie Hill. She is a crime victim. She has been viciously abused by her soon-to-be ex-husband. If you allow a man who uses revenge porn to succeed here, you and the rest of Congress are his collaborators. This is 2019. Do you guys remember who Anthony Weiner is? He was that scummy congressman who was discovered creeping on underage girls several times and sending them inappropriate photos of himself. Those photos of him were leaked. That's how we found out what he was doing. But still, people seeing you naked when you didn't want them to is not enough of a reason to protect yourself from the consequences of your bad behavior. And last but not least, we have Ilan Omar, who wrote, Best of luck on your new journey, Katie. We got you. To all the women and girls out there, do not be deterred from pursuing your dreams. We must and will create a society where you cannot be defamed, smeared, and kept from your career aspirations because of smear campaigns. Unless little girls have dreams of having illicit affairs with their congressional staffers, I'd say their dreams are, are probably still safe even now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just having a really hard time imagining that all of these feminists or Me Too activists would come out so hard for Katie Hill if she were, I don't know, a man or a Republican. Let's compare Katie Hill to Donald Trump just for a second here, just for kicks and giggles. Donald Trump says women let him grab them by the you-know-where, and what do these people say? He's admitting to sexual assault. He is a rapist. Katie Hill breaks rules that were specifically implemented to prevent any Me Too scenarios, and what do these same people say? She's a victim. She's a hero. How dare we be so sexist? Being a victim in one situation does not mean that you are a victim in every other situation, especially those where you're documented as having done something wrong. What we see here yet again from people who profess to be against sexual harassment, especially in the workplace, is yet another double standard and blatant hypocrisy. These people are already succeeding in creating a narrative that says it was Republican sexism that got Katie Hill fired, which is not at all the truth and we need to stop that idea dead in its tracks. We can't let the story of a Democratic representative behaving poorly become yet another phony example that left-wing ideologues will use to show how much Republicans hate women. In any case, that's all I have to say and as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Do you think Katie Hill should have resigned? Why or why not? And would you support making revenge porn a federal crime? Why or why not? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.